Back in 1984, James Cameron released a wonderful piece of sci-fi. It painted a world where a dystopian future, if you will, where humans were at war with monsters of their own creation. Those monsters being machines. And that movie was called The Terminator. Now, that was the first time I ever heard of the concept of us being at war with machines. And I like to think that that particular story spawned many iterations of the telling of a war of humans versus machines. And that reality seems to be coming into fruition, or at least that's the concern. And that will be the topic of conversation today. My co-hosts will be not my cousin Dan and Lechuga, and we're going to dive deep into the ethics of AI and the damage that it can do to society and possibly the good that AI can do. Now, if you're new to the show, make sure you check out our website, theflowablepodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes, but you'll also find specific playlists for all the different topics that we handle on the show. We discuss MMA. We also discuss topics like this and movie reviews. So make sure you check it out and uh, check out our sponsors while you're at it. You're listening to The Floral Podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Torres. So here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show, I have not my cousin, Dan. What's up, Dan? Sobranos, cabrones. What's up? And uh, and my cousin, Lechuga. What's up, Lechuga? I, I won't do the primo thing. Not this time. <laughs> you, know, you know he loves that. Does he for real? <laughs> no, I don't he, think gets, he gets no, busy. I know. He gets yeah, a little he gets, busy. <laughs> he gets yeah, I mean, That's I think his baby. I, <laughs> he loves the howl, um, yeah. but yeah. So anyway, um, we all love the howl. We all, we all love it. Yeah, I love the howl. I, I love that he came up with that. I wish it was my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, man. <laughs> so uh, today's topic of conversation is uh, basically AI and the ethics revolving or the issues with ethics revolving AI. So um, the reason I wanted to have this conversation was the fact that I recently was on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, Twitter is like the, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know about you guys, but Twitter seems to be like the, the bad neighborhood on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, it's like a wasteland. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's, it's not like the bad neighborhood so much as like the neighborhood that everybody moved out of except <laughs> except like people who couldn't you know yeah. sure yeah yeah, yeah. They, they've and invested people, too much on their on their property that they can't leave yeah and then there were some people that liked what was happening and are flocking to it now yeah, yeah. There, some, there are some people who absolutely love living in trailer parks especially when they're on fire yeah. yeah. So yeah, and so while I was, you know, visiting uh, you know, Twitter, I came across an image and the image was first of all the caption was like happy birthday uh Scarlett Johansson. And it okay. was an image of Scarlett Johansson in lingerie. But it was not Scarlett Johansson really. It was an AI created image and I was like, mm, that's kind of rapey." You know, like Mm-hmm. Like, well, of course it is. Yeah, it's gross. Like, like, and think, just think about that. So, so rape in, in itself is awful. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's no, there's, there's no conversation to be had here. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, but, but, like, you're, you're removing 
even the opportunity for consent. Yes. You know, you're, you're like in this situation, like you're, you're completely removing, you're removing any agency whatsoever that an individual may or may not have around what they want or do not want presented around their in identity. You know, you, you can just, completely step around that you can basically rob anybody of their identity and and i think that's what it is right you're robbing this person's image you're you're stealing this person's image image and you're creating something really kind of gross i mean it's and then on top of that you're you're saying happy birthday like you like you're like 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 you're you're doing them a favor exactly yeah let me tell you this has gone, uh, it's not just celebrities. So it's been in the news a few times now where people, men, boys get photos of their classmates and then use AI engines to then make nude photos of oh, their Jesus classmates, Christ. of female mm-hmm. classmates. And then they spread them around online or message them back and forth. Yeah. It's been going on for like a couple of years now, I feel like, or, or at least a year, you know, this is yeah, horrible. But, and it's finally gotten to a point where the AI is advanced enough that it looks realistic. Like yeah. if you yeah. just looked at the photo, yeah. you're like, oh, this is that person nude. If you weren't really thinking about it or trying to look at it with a discerning yeah. eye. So, and the problem you run into is, I mean, there's, there's laws to protect people from revenge porn. However, what we need to find out because uh, the laws haven't caught up to where technology is specifically right. AI. So whether or not these type of images also constitute revenge porn or not, or is this just artistic expression since it's not actually, the, uh, they're not actual photos of the people. Yeah, this is not, well, I mean, I think I would like to say that artistic expression has something to do with the fact that there's an actual artist creating the mm-hmm. image, right? Uh, yeah. Are, yeah, that's like, are are we going to have to redefine artistic expression as, uh, so, so now you don't need to have any kind of artistic skill no. or or ability. All you have to have is the vision and the ability to ask an AI the right way to create this thing for you. Yeah. So like, are we going, are we going to have to expand the definition of artistic license to, to, to be like, well, well, it wasn't, it wasn't my art. I just told the AI how to make the art. So the art Mm -hmm. technically is a product of the AI. Yeah. Who's liable. Who's yeah. It's, but this is just one small part of the, this is, this is the part of the the, the AI conversation that is, is probably more likely to be relevant to more people. Uh, is is because because it is it is at this point now where lechuga i could grab a screen capture of your face right now and go to one of any mm-hmm. ai video or uh or image generators and have yeah. them take that screenshot that i took and do pretty much whatever i wanted to it you know not just that because of this podcast any one of our listeners could take the audio from this podcast because there's enough hours of it and then have us say whatever they want. Yeah. 
here's the, the thing that I see, and this might be an oversimplification. This is this is from a content perspective. This is what worries me about AI as it as it's coming into into reality right now is we've already had for years now and it's just getting better and better and better the technology to create deep fake content mm -hmm. whether that's audio video image text or a combination of of these things like the 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 deep fake technology is at such a point where it's not difficult to do anybody who really wants access to that can can act, access it and as long as they have video audio imagery of you they can make like you've said whatever they want you to and now we're bringing ai into it and so when you have these technologies coming together you have ai plus deep fake equals the end of truth hmm. yes it, it's the end of objective truth not that truth no longer exists but that truth will be impossible to find and we've already had trouble with truth in yeah. the last few years, especially because of, you know, let's let's admit it. Trump. Trump has been a real mm -hmm. problem with truth. And, you know, this is only going to get worse with this kind of technology. Now, the thing I, I did want to bring up with since we're on the topic of art specifically is that it doesn't just do harmful things like, you know, make porn images of like, for example, me and put, you know, put boobs on my face and then, you know, put me out on the Internet, you know, like that's. It, it, it can do way worse things, you know, like, I don't know. I'd consider that art. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I like boobs, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, but yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like they can, they can, they can generate an image of me, you know, naked yeah. with a woman's body talking like it's actually me. Yeah. And so or, the, how harmful is that? Yeah, sure. It's pretty yeah. harmful. I'm sure people will figure out that it's not wow. real, but still the damage is done, right? Like you're making fun or of someone. It could cost you your job. It could cost, me my job. it could cost you your job. It costs you your yeah. livelihood. It could cost you your marriage, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because yeah. I, I mean, would it really be that hard for somebody to create something, some fake version of you saying something that completely breaks your your wife's ability to trust you you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. you want to believe no but like it wouldn't be that hard uh or or something that would permanently humiliate and traumatize your kids if it went viral that's you know? horrible yeah um like but, yeah. but here's, here's another the issue with of, of the capability here is pretty terrifying yeah and but here's the other issue with this though so like let's say for example myself and many of the other artists that promote themselves on Instagram, they put their art out, etc. These image generators, they need a database. They can reach out. Some of these have no ethics. They have no ethics revolving around how they collect their data. So what they do is they just, some of these just reach out and grab whatever image they can find on mm -hmm. the internet, including Instagram. So they'll go to Instagram, pull every image that you have up there, and then they can someone, which has already happened, Someone can go to an image generator and say, I want art like the art that Edgar Altraves makes. And then it will generate an image that looks like something I would make. Yeah. Grabbing imagery and grabbing inspiration from the stuff that I make. But then what the fuck? You know, it's like something that I would well, make. And 
but I didn't make it. And now somebody else is making money off of it. Right. And, oh, or and not be, paying you or, or not paying me. Right. And, you know, on, on one side of that, you could make the argument that that's how art, especially commercial art has worked for generations. No, it hasn't been AI copying people. It's been people copying people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anybody, anybody with, with, some artistic skill could look at, Oh, let's, let's look at otra vez. Uh, let's look at, at his body of work. I like that. I respect it. I want to reproduce it. That I want to make art like that. And then they make art that looks like your art, but it's their art. You know, it's been the nature of art forever. People copying people. You could, you could in my more cynical moments, um, I feel like you could make the case that civilization has been around for like five to 8,000 years. And the chances are that over the course of that five to 8,000 years, it's probably been very, very few people who have had really unique ideas. Like we've all been copying each other for too long. For sure. So, but, but this is different this because, is different because it's, the speed it's a, and the efficiency right. and the ability to disseminate. Yep. That's all changed yep. now. Exactly. Because before and it would take a person with skill to be able to copy that. Yeah. And now, yeah. It, now yeah. anybody can do it. Yeah. Any kid with a computer. Yep. Rip off of everything you've ever made. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. This, this is kind of the cusp where we're about to find out how pointless so many of our jobs are. I, we're about to find out, we're about to find out how little actual value we provide as human beings, because how many of our, we're, again, it's coming within the next five years, we are going to find out because people are going to continually push the limits and companies are going to push the limits because companies no matter how well they they talk about wanting to treat their employees and and how f- they they want to be companies resent the fact that they have to pay people to do anything and so they're like we are going to be testing the boundaries of this technology and we are going to start to find out we are we are very rapidly going to start to find out I, do we need field marketing managers? Yeah. Do we need how how many web developers do we really need? You know, we're going to start to find out just how well AI can do jobs that we've always thought. Oh, we need a person sitting there. Well, here's the thing. I've I've always I've always heard this, and when I first heard this kind of thing, it always scared me. And and CMS was one of those. Uh, things. This is like CMS, content management and systems. It's it's basically a, a technology that, that we currently use so that people who are not coders can make pages, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is of that is, or a well-known example of that is WordPress, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of other examples, but that's probably the one everybody knows. Now, uh, it's bullshit because in the end, you're still going to need a developer to create web pages has it eliminated jobs yes 
Has it changed jobs? For sure. But in the end, you still need people to run those things because customization, at least with, with uh, right WordPress, now you do. right now. So, but with Word, WordPress, like for example, people still want customization, right? Now, I'm sure that they're like, even when it comes to like some of these uh, generators that generate text, like for example, I use some of it for the description sometimes. Uh, for the podcast, I'll right. generate some description, and sometimes it is nonsense. And I will sure. just go ahead and and take a little bit of that nonsense, pull out some of the garbage, tweak it, etc. But at the end, oh. I still had yeah, to fuck no. with it, you know. Oh, I I do the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I I work in a. It's not. It's I work. Uh, I'm I'm going to talk about like generating emails, like mass emails. I work in a content management system called Pardot. And, you know, it's, it's very similar. Generating a, an email is very similar to generating a, a web page or a landing page. You know, the, the work is very similar. The architecture is very similar. And if I and, you know, I've known for years, if I use that WYSIWYG editor, it's going to break everything. The WYSIWYG editor is not good. But I have noticed that over the years, it gets better every year. It gets a little bit better. And so like where we're at right now with, with chat bots and whatever other AI tools, give it five years, dude, give it five years. And your job is not going to be, let me start looking through the, it, it, not as much. I'm going to start looking through the code and see where I can fix problems and where I can debug. Your job is going to, is, is going to be, uh, Hey, dev bot, can you make the background and you spit out a color code and it makes the background that color code. Like your, your job is not going to be editing. It's going to be telling a bot, asking a bot to make changes on your behalf. And the bot's just going to continue to get smart enough that it's going to be able to do it fine. And there, like there, uh, there are other aspects of this like it's not just you know bots for content or bots for like i work i'm trying to think how i can say this without revealing too much i work in an industry uh that that is very high level analytical life science research that depends on imaging and imaging of things at a microscopic level. Okay. And for years, for far longer than I'm sure anybody realizes, scientists have been using what we would call AI to refine images that they get out of a microscope. To take an image, to take a, a, a block of data that comes out of a microscope and using a machine learning algorithms, which again, that's what we're, that's what we've decided we're calling AI now is machine learning algorithms. For at least 15 years, people have been, scientists have been using machine learning algorithms to clean up their data that come that their image data that comes out and and help them identify the important moments you know 
And that technology is being built into microscopes and, and microscopic imaging systems now so that like it can be done in like you're, you're visualizing, you're doing live data collection and, and you're using this AI algorithm to help clean up your data in real time. You know, mm -hmm. I know I'm bringing that up because this is not, it's not just content generation. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not just um, Microsoft Word getting smarter about recognizing grammatical errors. It's not just your, um, your CMS getting better at recommending, you know, recommending your customization options on your website. Like, it's in, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, well, it's, I mean, it's, Luchuga, Luchuga, you had a good example when we were talking offline, you said something about like what's going on with the acting industry or, or the uh, movie industry, the, like the actors guild and the, and the uh, writers guild were on strike. Right. I mean, yeah, I think um, when we think of AI's effect on artists, immediately we think of image stuff like we talked about earlier. However, it's advanced enough and we saw it happen a bit over the summer where let's say you are a Metallica fan and you've always wanted to hear Metallica cover Beatles songs. You can go into an AI right now and say, I want to hear Metallica cover. Um, I don't know. What's a random Beatles song. I don't know why I can't think of Walter Skelter. Helter Skelter, yeah, or Yellow Brick, Yellow Brick Road. Well, that's whatever. Elton John, but Elton John, oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry, mine's a little scrambled. I could use some AI right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, you put that in there, and it will generate a song for you that will sound exactly like Metallica covering that song. Um, and it happened. There was a Drake song that was put out onto the internet, and everyone thought, "Oh, this is Drake." This is a leak of Drake's newest song wow. and it, it was, got on the charts. Yeah, but it, it was AI. It was a completely AI generated thing. Yeah. yeah. Someone used AI yep. to write new, new lyrics. So it wasn't a cover. This was an original song. So they used the AI to write lyrics and then they used the AI to duplicate Drake's voice and then they put them together and they spit out this song and it got on the charts. Yeah. And AI completely replaced Drake. Mm -hmm. And then when Drake found out, he put copyright infringement yeah. stuff and the song was taken down. Oh, really? He was able to do that? Yeah, he was able to get it down, but it took about a week. Well, but, but here's the thing. Is it really down? Yeah, exactly. It's on the internet now. You can find it you can find it right yeah. now. If you wanted to, it, it would take you two seconds, actually. Yeah, And, and so, and so, so like, it, here's the thing. We, we, live in a, we live in a time where this technology it's, it's nascent in the sense that people have access to it finally. Okay. Well, and what we're seeing is back to artists before we move on to more serious stuff, I think, um, yeah, a divergence when it comes to creators, artists, you have some artists that are adapting and are welcoming this. For example, Grimes, the artist Grimes mm -hmm. put it out there and she said, Use all of my content I have out there. Make all the songs you want. Wow. And I'm going to pick the songs I like. I'm going to put them out and I'm going to make money off those songs. Huh. So she's doing that. And then you have, um, you could do the same thing with voice actors. You have James Earl Jones, famously the voice of Darth Vader. 
he sold the rights to his voice to Disney. Yep. The newest Disney movies and shows featuring Darth Vader are all AI. Yeah, fuck. They're, they, they're using AI yep. to use his voice to create new lines of dialogue with his voice and the money goes to his family. We well, see that makes sense though. Um, Th- that's not a new development. Yeah. Like they've no. been doing that for a while. So, but, but you see um, that that's ethical almost, or it sounds because, ethical because well, people are getting paid that, that deserve to get paid for that kind of thing. So like, you know, James Earl Jones voice well, is getting the, 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 what the estate of James Earl Jones is getting the money yes. for his voice. That's sure. fantastic. I like but that. For, you now, know, for now, for now, okay. if you trust Disney's executives. Yeah. Who's to know what kind of directions Disney will go in in the future? And there will be a point at which Star Wars is public domain. You know, you can only hold on to the patent or copyright for so long. Isn't this the year Mickey Mouse is supposed to become public domain? Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. Disney's gotten extensions over and over again. Yeah, but why, why do you think Disney was so hot to trot to buy marvel and star wars because they're gonna start losing some of their own ip to public use you know there are ethical applications to this the the problem is where's the framework yeah that's exactly it so that's where i was going with this so uh, also over the summer we saw directors actors and uh, writers went on strike directors actually didn't go on strike they signed a new deal immediately but Mm. the the actors and writers went on strike for a while because there is no framework so over the years writing rooms writers rooms had continued to shrink as more of this writing work was being outsourced to ai stuff uh it got to the point where it looked like the direction it was going in Mm. is most scripts were going to be written by AI and then you have one human writer to go over it and make sure it makes sense. Yep. Instead of before when these writers rooms had 10 to 15 writers working on every script for every episode. Now those rooms would shrink to one or two people. Yeah. When it came to actors, if you were an extra, like a, a background actor, once you're in one of those films, that production company would then own the rights to your image and can then yep. use you and replicate you yep. as a background actor and work that they make years and years from now. Stuff that you never use want. you or your voice yeah, or your voice, uh, but, but it, your, uh, your image. So you could appear in films that you never had any interest in appearing in and not make any money yeah. off of it. This isn't even an, uh, a new concept. Like it's new based on the capability, the AI capabilities yes. that are emerging. But like that type of shit's been going on in Hollywood for years. How many Wilhelm screams have you heard? Yeah, exactly. You know, how many times did that poor dude actually get paid for his voice? Same. It's always the same clip of kids laughing in the background, yep. you know, that weird giggle noise yep. or yeah, what have you. Yeah. And, and now for all of that background stuff, all, like all, all these atmospherics, if a studio didn't want to, they never have to record anything again. They just go, go back into their archives, feed it into their AI and say, Hey, replicate this, but make it subtly different. They'll never have to record anything ever, yeah. ever. Oh, uh, no, I don't remember, yeah. but, um, yeah, it, it seems like for the most part, we're comfortable replicating sound effects. Like that doesn't seem to bother us so much. Where we get creeped out is when we see the images of people that are dead or they're much yeah. older now. We're seeing their young versions 
put in new shows and new TV. Mm -hmm. That seems to creep people out. That's an uncanny, uncanny valley mm -hmm. that you're entering. And it's also the same thing when you're hearing the voices of people that are long gone. Yeah. That also seems to bother humans in a way that we're not okay with, at least not yet. However, there's money to be made. Yeah. And corporations are willing to just hit us over the head with it until we, we are used to it. We're like, okay. Eventually you'll get comfortable with it. You know, it's, it's just like, like swearing on TV. Eventually you got comfortable with it. Yeah. You know? Well, or, I mean, I think, uh, I think there is a limit here though. Like it was right for the actors guild and for the writers guild to, to strike, you know, especially when it comes to the actors, because like you're, like you're talking about Lechuga, it is fucking weird for people to use your image, you know, and it's not mm -hmm. you. And I think hitting back to the Scarlett Johansson thing, she's in a lingerie, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not her. And that's pretty tame. And that's dude. pretty tame because, because there's some really yeah. nasty deep fake porn. Yeah. Deep fake porn. It's, it's like an entire yeah. genre. It's, genre weird. it's, and, it's and, an industry unto itself. Yeah. And so, but like the yeah. stuff that you're talking about where you like, that's not cool where you take someone's image once and it's in mm -hmm. a bank and now they can use your image forever. No, I will never be in a movie to, as an extra now. Not that I was looking yeah, exactly. at, not no. that I was looking to be in one, but, but you know, dude, as an extra, you were probably paid a hundred bucks for the yeah. day. And now this yep. movie studio is going to be they, using they you never need for to, yeah. the rest of the time. No one ever needs to hire you again, ever again. Yeah. And, and, and you're not going to get paid again. If they, if, if, yeah, if exactly. I didn't have to, if like, if they took my image once and then paid me every time they used my image, Hey, that's pretty fucking dope. Sure. I don't even have right. to go yeah. anywhere. I'm Royalties. making money, you know, like right. that's cool. You know, but you're going to fucking take my image once, pay me a hundred dollars once. And then that's it. And then you're going to yeah. use my image forever. Fuck you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's not fucking right. Well, no, it, 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 this is just a, another version. So AI has gotten really good at replicating and in some ways creating content. Mm -hmm. I think we can agree for of, of what we've been talking about. We can agree. Mm -hmm. That is, that is one area where AI has gotten to be surprisingly good. Really especially good. Con especially considering that like five years ago, if you were to use an AI to be, you know, people used to do this. I don't know if you remember, like, uh, there, there used to be, uh, people who had, uh, I'm going to ask my AI to write a movie script, you know, and it would just come out with this nonsense. Yeah. It would be total nonsense. Yeah. Well, look, at, yeah. It, guess what? The thing about neural nets and, and machine learning algorithms and, and heuristic programming, like they fucking learn, they get better. Really, and now like, really like, fast. We're, we're at a we're at a point where it's not spitting out nonsense anymore, and this gets back to like it directly affects the writers guild, it directly affects actors, it directly affects content creators, but it gets back to what we were talking about before. A lot of people are about to find out how disposable their jobs are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of, more than just content creators, and and we're like think about this. People, every election that comes around, what's the first thing people start talking about is jobs. Bring bring us the jobs. Where'd the jobs go? Stop sending jobs overseas. Stop outsourcing jobs. This is not even hard to, to research if you spend the time to research it. This country, this country in particular, has not lost jobs due to outsourcing and offshoring. Like, yes, 
that has happened. Jobs have been outsourced to other countries. Jobs have been offshored. No. Where did all the jobs go? Automation. Hmm. Automation has had a much larger share of the effect on certain kinds of jobs and industries disappearing in this country, far more so than offshoring. So like you want to talk about offshoring, people talk about the, the number of call centers that are in India now. Those jobs were, those will be gone. Those jobs were never here to begin with. Those jobs didn't get offshored. They got shored. Like they created the call center in India. It was never here in the first place. You can't offshore a job that didn't exist in the first place. The point that I'm trying to make is automation has resulted in more jobs disappearing in this country than any other factor. Uh, robots putting cars together, uh, robots in many capacities doing assembly line jobs, automated assembly. Like when, when we say manufacturing no longer happens in the U S we're absolutely wrong. It does happen. Manufacturing happens here at a big scale. A lot of manufacturing happens here, but it doesn't take people to do it. There are machines and robots that do it. Hmm. that's that's where jobs went okay uh mining is another one automation has taken a lot of mining jobs it's not a matter of we sent those jobs to china or brazil or we regulated those jobs away no we figured out that a lot fewer people die if you send machines into mines as opposed to sending miners into mines okay and we get more coal or uranium or whatever we're mining mm-hmm. because of the machines, because of automation. Yeah. That's coming. That's what AI is. AI is coming for the soft jobs. We've already automated the hard jobs. We've already automated so much of the blue collar skilled labor that used to exist in this country. Now it's coming for the soft white collar jobs. It's coming for the finance guy. It's coming for the accountants. It's coming for the field marketing manager. It's coming for the developer. It's coming. I don't, I, I still don't think, I mean, don't get me wrong. We are going to lose jobs. I mean, AI is the new Mexican. This Mexican, this AI is coming for your job. It's not the Mexican. Don't don't look for the little brown guy. It's this fucking computer robot thing that's going to come after your job. But to us, I, I still think that for the most part, I shouldn't say the most part that yes, we're going to lose jobs. But there's, we're still going to need people to run these jobs. We, you're we, still going to need people, but you're not going to need as many of them. You're going to need people who really understand the right way to ask the AI to do things for them. Well, here's, here's an example of something that I saw that people were worried about. Or, you know, like the trucking industry, right? At one mm-hmm. point was worried that the job was going to be done completely by a computer or by AI. And, uh, that has proven to not be the case. And I think also the, the trucking industry has done some kind of work in, uh, in terms of like uh, lobbying and, and, and striking, et cetera, or whatever they've doing to, do you, to yeah, do you know why that's not the case? I'll make your point, but yeah, I'll, well, I'm going to circle back you know, to it because you know, you know, unions. Uh, but anyway, like, but uh, what I was saying is, is that they were fearing that they were going to, that computers were going to drive these trucks. 
Now, that is not the case. And what I have last time I kind of looked into this, what seemed to be more probable was that they would be they would be driven by AI, like there would be trucks on the road. You would you would eliminate essentially about four or five truckers uh per you know per set of trucks, right? So like yeah, yeah. one trucker for five you're gonna, trucks. You're, basically and, what you're saying is you're you're eliminating 75% of the workforce. Basically. And so that, that one trucker would still be sitting someplace remotely controlling these trucks. But for the most part, the AI is going to be driving these trucks. He's just going to be sitting at monitors watching the trucks. And then when the trucks get to a location, he's going to only you know, lock into the truck from his location and park that truck into, into the bay or, or someone is going to get there. Someone who, who works for the company is going to park the truck himself, you know, but whatever it is, there's still going to yeah. be, there's still going to be some kind of need for a human. Now, yes, jobs are going to be lost. Right. But you know, with this new technology, I feel like there's still going to be jobs for these people. Now you just, just like any, just like any other industry though, if you want to be the guy that's sitting in that chair, oh, driving the trucks remotely, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to learn something. You're going to have yeah, to figure something and out. I think to that point, we are about to find out. Yeah. I'm, market, market within the next 10 years, we are going to find out just exactly how few people are actually needed. We're going to, we're going to be finding that out. And you know, like the, the <laughs> whole thing with the truckers. Yeah. The, you know why the, it's very simple. The reason why we don't have automated trucking, number one, it would be very, very expensive and time consuming to, to build the infrastructure necessary to support that across all of our interstate highways, mm. because it's, you can't just make a truck that's automated the, to, to make just, just like with self-driving cars, there needs to be infrastructure in built into the, the road system that enables that. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need satellites, that's, you need GPS, right. all this stuff. and you need uh, in some way or another sensors in the roadways, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a reason why we don't have widespread self-driving cars right now. Same, same reason. Mm -hmm. it's, a re it's a reason why no matter how loudly Elon Musk wants to say that Tesla's drive themselves, they fucking don't. And they fucking don't because the infrastructure to make that really work does not exist. Yeah. And so probably that. Will never. one of the reasons, one of the reasons it doesn't exist because, well, there are powerful trade unions who don't want to replace hardworking people with machines. But I think even if that was possible, I don't think, I mean, even if, they, well, if unions were in on it, let's say, so, the, let's say, let's say the, the AI industry was like, okay, unions, here's a bunch of money. Let us do our thing. Now, I, I bet you they still wouldn't be able to manage that across the globe because not I mean, across just, the globe. Just no. Because, well, no, 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 I shouldn't say across the country. Like, so, simply, so because, simply because not everybody has internet. Just because right. there are there's still people who don't have high speed. Oh, internet. You're always going to need people. You're like, always going to need people. You're always going to need people. But what I'm saying, Edgar, is you're always going to need people. We're about to find out how few fucking people you actually need. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that I agree with. And, and what we're about to find out to your point about like it's happened in the past where, you know, entire jobs have gone away due to technology or automation. Like there's no such thing as a telephone switchboard operator anymore. Yes, you know, uh, well, but what we're about to encounter is that at a unprecedented level, we are about to, to encounter technology eliminating the utility of certain jobs done by human beings at an unprecedented level. Well, let's say, let's say that the level and to, uh, I'm saying, and I'm actively cutting you off just right now because I want to loop back to this before it leaves my brain to your point about the automated trucking. And why is that not a thing? Why do we still have airline pilots? Because even an experienced, well-trained, employed airline pilot right now. If you were to ask them, are you necessary during takeoff? Are you necessary during landing? Are you actually necessary at any point during the flight? Do you know what they would tell you? Only if something goes wrong. Because all of it is automated. And not only is all of it automated, it's all been on, at least in U.S. large airports for more than 50 years. That's awesome. For more than 50 years, all of those processes have been landing has literally been unless you have like like outlying circumstances like strong crosswinds or whatever things that fall into in case something goes wrong. For 50 years, landing a large commercial airliner, like the process has literally been this. Well, I'm going to reach forward and press this button and we're done. The plane fucking lands itself. That's awesome. Why do we still have pilots? Because we're always going to have pilots because there are 200, 300, 400 people on that plane. And when something goes wrong, you need to be able to say some, this guy didn't do his job as opposed to the machine failed. Okay. Well, you know, that's what? why we have people. That's great. That means that guy still has a job. That means, yeah. that, you know, it may not be the best job. He's, he's being, he's being paid to be a scapegoat, but he's got a fucking job in it from last time I know. I mean, those guys get paid pretty well. Uh, I mean, I, I, I gotta say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got, okay. So Edgar, you're, you're the most optimistic of the three of us here. <laughs> And uh, oh, dude. Dan is pretty pessimistic. Dude, dude, uh, believe it or not, I feel I feel like I am more pessimistic about this than Dan is. Really, rarely, rarely do I rarely do I go full doom and gloom on a topic. This is one of them. Yeah, I don't trust humans with this technology, oh. and at I think we are uh, looking at it under the construct of where AI is right mm. now. AI is at a level one. It a level one AI is. About equal to an unskilled laborer. I think a level one AI is very good at specialized tasks. It can outperform a human in a specialized task. Level two AI is general intelligence, where in general, it will outperform a human regardless of the task that it is performing. We are not that far from that. Oh, once we we're, get we're past that in many regards. Well, in many, where, but not, where, not we're across we're the not board. We're not past that in terms of that being accessible to anybody. Exactly. We're not there, but we are getting close to that. Yep. We are getting dangerously close to that, mm -hmm. and we don't have the infrastructure to support what comes after that. Because if you game this out, right now, with just where AI is at right now, 
we're talking about a significant portion of the workforce disappearing where humans will not have the jobs they had last year. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. What happens when we reach an affordable, efficient level to AI? When even those jobs where you're like, we need a human for a fail safe in case something goes wrong. AI will be able to replace that. You will not need a human for that either. (laughs) Then what? Because if you think about it, where we're at right now, where AI has still not fully proliferated every single type of job in America, there's several types of jobs where you don't touch AI once throughout your day. What happens? And in this current, current atmosphere, in this current environment, you have young people, millennials and younger, that have absolutely no hope of ever owning a home, that have nothing mm-hmm. in their savings. What happens when they lose the jobs that they have now? Yeah. The jobs they're already not satisfied yeah. with. The jobs that aren't really providing them what they provided our, our parents and our grandparents. I don't think you're any more pessimistic than I am. I think you and <laughs> okay. I are on exactly so, the same wavelength. Exactly. And then that's in just an AI vacuum we're looking at. What happens when we add in what climate change is doing to this world? Where or, not only, okay. Or healthcare. So, exactly. So we don't have a universal basic income which we will need once AI really takes over. There's no other solution. Because no other solution. It's not going to work. We don't have universal healthcare. Right now, healthcare is directly tied to your employment. So if you have- At least in this country it is, yes. In this country, you have large swaths of the American population where if they were to lose their job, they lose their healthcare. And our general uh, Medicare system isn't built to support large amounts of this population and there's no universal basic income and people can't own homes anymore. And then climate change comes here. And that, so now, yeah. And now we also have large parts of the country that are not livable. Where will these people go? You've got climate change compounding on top of, uh, an employment apocalypse, like uh, technology rendering the overwhelming majority of people useless in an employment capacity. You've got a healthcare system that's already running itself into the ground. Like, no, we, we are not, we're not headed in a recoverable path. Like there is no, like people are going to start. Well, I'll tell you right now, I think where we're headed and they're going to die. We're heading yeah. towards mass deaths. Yeah. I think we're going to see billions of people die. We're going to see. And, and, yes. Because, because <laughs> I know that sounds fucked up, but if you're looking at the world's population and where this is going, I don't see any other outcome, honestly. Uh, and, and uh, you know, again, I'm not using subjective data to back this up, but like Edgar, you seem pretty confident that there's always going to be work for web developers, always going to need that person. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to do a little exercise. You and I worked together at the same organization. What is it? Uh, we worked together for about 20 five. years ago. Yeah. Well, 20 years 20 ago. years ago. Is it 20 years uh, ago? No, 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 no. It's no, like no, no, 17 no. years ago. It was, I've, I've been with that company for 16 years. So you were there probably the last time you were there, you were probably there about 11 years ago. Well, whatever it was. No, 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 no. I was 11 years. It's 2023. No, maybe about 12. Well, whatever. Yeah. I was there. I was there for four years and that would have been 12 to 14, uh, 12 
to 16 years ago. So yeah, okay, fair enough. So we worked at this organization together. And at the time that when I first started working there, that organization employed three graphic designers. Mm -hmm. People whose job it was, whether for the website, for the direct email or email program, or for the printed materials and educational programs to do the layout of those, of those documents to doctor the graphics, to do, to make logos, to whatever, you know, these are things that at the time, well, you need a specialized skill set to do that. Not everybody knows how to do that. And already during my second year at that facility, I got pulled into a room and asked, Dan, we're looking at your resume and we know your background and, and we know that you have skill like you 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 can use Photoshop. You know how to use InDesign and Illustrator. Is that something that you could do at a professional level if you had to? And I said, well, I'm not a graphic designer, but I mean, if I start with something that's already existing, I can, I can do a lot. Okay. So they fired two of the three graphic designers, but they kept <laughs> the one that was on the web team. Yeah. Right. Because I, I specifically said, I can't do the web stuff. At that point in time, I, I'm not competent to do the web stuff. But over the next two years, I learned more and more web stuff. And how many graphic designers? Literally, I'm going to ask you, because you still work at that same organization. Uh-huh. How many dedicated graphic designers work there? That's all they do. Graphics. How many so, people? So here, let me let me tell you, there is two web designers and another two graphic designers. And while you were there, since you haven't been there, you were there be- before this existed. There was no social media team. There are about, I want to say six or seven people on this social media team, a team that didn't exist before you left while you were there. After well, you, I was that team. You were that team. Well, now there is a team dedicated to social media. They are called the social media I'm, team. I'm shocked. Not at the social media because the social media team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Num- number one. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Number two, they're all going to lose their fucking jobs. In two or three. <laughs> but never knows a whole lot. But, so, but remember, remember the so, digital, remember the, 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 the team that I worked for, which was the, the developers team, the web design team. There, there was it was three of us when you were there. It was it was uh, me, my boss, and the director, and then oh, and then a designer. Right, that team slowly grew while you were there. And that team is as big as has ever gotten uh, in, in the history of this company. So this this flies in the face of because the reason I was asking specifically about the graphic designers, mm-hmm. nowhere have I worked since I left that organization. And one of the reasons I left that organization was because they fucking eliminated the entire graphic design team Mm -hmm. because we don't need that anymore. Nowhere that I have worked has had a dedicated graphic designer since 
2007. I want to say we know where that I have worked has had a dedicated graphic designer since mm-hmm. 2007 mm-hmm. because the, the, the software does the job. So, it doesn't do it better than a human, but mm-hmm. it does it as good as. So we have a dedicated web designer and we have, we have two dedicated web designers and they no longer work under somebody. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much. They, they actually report directly to somebody now, uh, somebody else higher up. They don't work directly within our team. They have kind of almost separated. And, uh, uh again, I believe that person who is leading that design team is now in charge of not only web, but also graphics. And she, I believe she has, I want to say she has at least one graphic, one dedicated graphic designer, mind not two. but I'm just saying like, so like, that, that, that completely fly the whole thing that flies in the face of the argument that I was trying to make. Yeah. Because, no. because that, that number one was not my experience when I worked there. Yeah. And number two has not been my experience since I left. Well, I remember they let go of those graphic designers while you were there. And then I yeah. was wondering why the hell you were doing the arts. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was just like, wait a minute. I thought you were a marketing guy. Don't, aren't you supposed to write stuff? And they're like, yep. they got me editing this stuff. <laughs> yep. You know, can you, and can you imagine the mind fuck that's coming when your boss is a fucking robot. You boss is literally AI. Like, I think that's the reality facing our kids. Yeah. I think that's something they will be met with. That would be fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm more pessimistic about that. I don't think they're going to have jobs. I think yeah. if you game it out even further, yeah. I think um, the way I think of it is, is that the jobs that we're going to be having are something that we haven't seen before. Just like we didn't see a social media influencer or podcaster being a job, you know, not that this job pays much. It's to be paid. honest, they yeah. still shouldn't be a job. Like <laughs> well, I hope it is. Man. Absolutely, I get paid. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous to but, me. That well, I'm just will. saying, I'm just saying like there are people who, who really do make money yeah. being a social media, you know, clown, you know, and not clown, but you know what I'm saying? You know, like they're making money on the, on, well, on the social media stuff. And something like watch out because one thing that AI can already do just as well or better is this. Well, and to reinforce what you're saying, uh, I was, I was playing with a uh, open AI, right? It's the very popular chat GPT nonsense, right? I was, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about that. So I went in there and I, I, I heard all this nonsense of like, oh, it can write and make stories. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've seen this shit before. I think it's stupid. I'm going to go prove it wrong. I jump in there. I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting there with my son. My son's like looking over my, soldier, my, my shoulder and I'm like, hey, come over here. Check this out. Okay. I'm going to ask this thing to write uh, a story. Now I'm going to give me a short story uh, with a uh, very similar to uh, My Hero Academia except, and I threw some curveballs in there and then it fucking produced fucking magic. I was like, are you kidding me? This is good. Like I said, there, I was like, I, I would read this. I'm liking what it's producing right now. I can't remember what it was. I think I still have it someplace in the, in the uh, GPT yeah. thing, but it was well, good. And it, and it can replicate voice. Mm-hmm. It can, it can, uh, I mean, 
And you're playing around with the basic yeah. model. Yeah, you're not. There's the paid one. There's, yeah. That's uh, chat GPT 3.5 is the one you're using. I, if you want to use 4.0, you have to pay for mm-hmm. it. They were originally going to put 4.0 out, out for everyone. And they didn't because they were scared it would horrify people. <laughs> so, I thought it was that's how advanced for a point. I just is. thought it had something to do with like the, the ability to process some of this, which is one of the things no, I think no, will be man. the limitations for AI to actually be rolled out across the world. I, I mean, there's a limitation to it and that is processing power. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is also it. There's a, there's a limit. There's still a limited amount of users that could be using it at the same yeah. time. They're not quite there yet. Yeah. But it, but that, well, I mean, that know, changes funny. every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that, that was funny that you showed it to your kids because that was this whole controversy too, is kids are using it to do their homework, <laughs> to write papers for them, to do yeah, math yeah. work for them, all that. And now schools are racing to find ways to fact check this work yep. and figure out if it was actually made by the child or made by an AI. That's system. fucking crazy. Yep. But and so earlier I said, what makes me so pessimistic about this is I don't trust humans with this technology. And it's funny you brought up chat GPT open AI because I, it was in the news for the last couple of weeks. They fired their CEO, Sam Altman. Um, and I don't know how far you, fired you guys dug him into and that. And then almost immediately rehired. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, you guys, do you guys know no, why no, I they, don't. he was fired? I didn't, I didn't know this. Okay. All right. So at the outset, open AI was founded because, uh, and Sam Altman was one of the founders as well. Um, they wanted it to be at the cutting edge of AI and be ahead of the rest of the large corporations in the world because they didn't trust them with AI. They felt that if a large corporation were the leaders in innovation when it came to AI, it would spell doom for humanity. So that's why they got together and that's why they founded OpenAI. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, curiously enough, was also one of the original founders. Eventually he left. He's not there anymore. Um, so OpenAI was started as a non-for-profit because all they were interested in was the research of AI and being uh, on the cutting edge of it, being uh, ahead of the game when it came to AI. So, and they were the ones that would control its use. Eventually they realized they could not, uh, they weren't making enough money to pay for the research needed. So they figured, okay, let's spin off some of this and start a for-profit company under the direction of the not-for-profit. So, there's OpenAI, and then there's OpenAI, the division that is for profit. They made Sam Altman the CEO of the for profit version of OpenAI. He was ludicrously successful as a CEO. <laughs> OpenAI, the profit version, has only been in existence for less than a year. I think it mm-hmm. turns a year at the end of November. So, probably this week, I think, is when it turns wow. a year old. In that one year, it made in profit, just pure profit, over a billion dollars. Yeah which is unheard of when it comes to tech startups. Most tech startups are still not no, making a yeah, profit. Like Uber, no, for example, yeah. still has never turned a profit. Twitter hasn't turned a profit. Yep. OpenAI made over a billion dollars in profit. Yep. Not, and it wasn't gross profit either. That's, it was pure actual profit yep. after expenses. Wow. In and any other world, you, the founders of the company would be celebrating Sam Altman for being such a great CEO. However, one of the ways it made such profit is by making deals with Microsoft, mm-hmm. which is a large corporation yeah. that goes against the ideals that originally made the company exist, which was we need to create open AI to keep it out of the hands of these large corporations. Well, but here's the reality though. 
this is what's been going. You know, they're, they, they're not keeping, no matter how pure their intentions, you know, yes. they're not keeping AI out of the hands of big corporations. Because what do you think big corporations are doing behind the scenes? They're developing their own fucking AI. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So let me finish. Okay. So the original founders of the company, the board, the not the board for the not profit decided Sam Altman, while a very successful CEO, is no longer following the guidelines set by the nonprofit. By making OpenAI ChatGPT grow so fast, it's out of their control. That's what they felt, that it was starting to become out of their control. And also it is now in the hands of these large corporations they wanted to keep it out of to begin with. So they fired him. Mm. Everyone thought this was insane. Why would you fire this guy that's just the hottest CEO pretty much in tech at the moment for something like that? The workers at ChatGPT revolted. They signed an open letter, something like 350 out of the 400 employees vowed to resign immediately unless they rehired Sam Altman. So when faced with the decision of sticking with their morals or giving into, uh, you know, profit driven pressure, what did the nonprofit do? They rehired Sam Mm -hmm. Altman because what would have happened is Microsoft was about to hire yeah, Sam Altman. Microsoft also said they were re- they would be they would hire more than anyone. willing to hire the 350 employees that signed oh, that letter. Fuck. So if they had not hired Sam Altman, it's like they were giving ChatGPT yeah. directly to Microsoft. Oh, yeah. If they rehired Sam Altman, they will continue down the path they're going down right now, mm-hmm. which is also against what the nonprofit wanted to begin with. Yeah, I but feel there's like, no, there would have never, there was no world in which what they wanted in the first place was achievable. Yeah, accurate. There was, which it, leads me to then, humans cannot control uh, themselves. We don't have the discipline for this. We're gonna, it's there's a there's a phrase that's been around for a long time, and that's that humans our reach exceeds our grasp. Yep, we go for things before we fully understand yeah. them. And when we do understand them, it's too late. And I think that's where we're headed when it comes to AI. I think we're already there. We're already at a point where like our inability to understand the implications of this technology, it's already too fucking late because it's already out there and it's already accessible to so many people. And the way it currently exists, you can bend it to your will. You know, you can, especially the more that you understand about the way that the programming works, the more you can use this technology in ways that it was never intended. And um, there are some really smart motherfuckers out there who are already using this in really questionable ways. And, uh, you know, just to the point, like... AI has been around for a lot longer than anybody seems to think. This is not new. It's not novel. The only thing that's novel about it is how many people have have access to it. You could make the case that Black Tuesday in in the 1980s, when basically Wall Street crashed, Mm -hmm. that was the result of a shitty algorithm. Yeah. That was AI. You know, 
And so no matter like how much you may think like, well, my job is safe from AI or I'm a mechanic. AI can't do AI can't turn a wrench. And you're right. It can't. But you know what it can do? Manage your bank account. Uh, hold on to your mortgage. You know, AI is already running our lives. In all reality, money is no longer paper. It's ones and zeros. Like, I don't know why a mechanic would feel safe anyway. Uh, what have you ever seen what the production lines in Detroit look like? What yeah. put together those cars? Yeah. Well, it's giant well, robotic and, arms that are putting those cars and, and together. What, so why would they be able like, to fix here, them? Here's the fundamental difference between automation and AI. Automation, it's it's very easy. And this again, this is why so many jobs have been automated way. It's very easy to train a piece of hardware and the software that runs that hardware to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That is very easy. It's difficult to train it how to uh, improvise. And that's what yeah, a mechanic or make the design. That's what a mechanic does. A mechanic improvises. No. Every job is different. Even if you've done it, you know, even if you've replaced the transmission on a Honda Accord 17 times, every job, every time you have to put that Honda Accord on your lift, get underneath it, start taking things apart and putting the new, you know, putting new things in, it's going to be a little bit different. That's where AI comes in. And so, yeah, you're right. Like AI can absolutely take the place of a mechanic, some kind of skilled labor like that. But the machine to do it and the software to do it no longer it does not currently exist. You, you would be taking that robot that builds cars and the software that runs the robot through the computer. And what you need to do is teach it how to improvise. We're there. That's the scary thing. Like that's where we are with AI. We're there where the, the systems can learn and improvise. Now. I, I, I feel like, uh, Oh, go ahead, Edgar. Sorry. Um, well, I, I'm going to go into a long tangent here, uh, riffing off of what Dan's saying. So if you have something, go ahead. Mm -hmm. and, but I'm, I'm yeah. going to. Okay. It'll be quick. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like automation was one of the first kind of things we could look at as to how I think we're going to handle AI. So originally, the way automation was sold to us is it will make your work easier mm -hmm. and it will give you more free time. Mm -hmm. What actually happened was, no, most people lost their jobs and the ones that kept their jobs, it made your hours longer and you were required to produce more than ever before. Yeah. And I'm not even like, I'm not sitting here saying that automation is a bad thing. I think like, yeah, a lot of people lost their jobs, but the end result of it is, well, our, our cars are better. Our television sets are better. Like the quality was, of things, it replaced some backbreaking labor and, too, and, that and, humans probably should not have been yeah, doing to begin right. with. Like it, the world is safer. The products are better, you know? So, so like I'm, I'm actually a big fan of automation, but to the point, like yeah, mm -hmm. automate automation didn't make life easier. It eliminated yeah. certain kinds of living. So, um, the thing I wanted to riff off of is the fact that you can bend. I'm still in the, the, I want to say realist. You guys are still in the pessimistic camp. I, I, I still yeah. have a positive spin on how this is all going to work out in spite of what I'm about to say. But, um, 
but one of the things that you mentioned, Dan, is, is the fact that we can bend AI to our will. And one of those ways is creating bias. You can, because yeah. how, how AI works is you give it a pool of information, you pull a pool of data, and then that data mm-hmm. gets uh, used to manufacture, create, uh, generate whatever thing you want it to do. Mm-hmm. So if you poison the data pool or... Which we already yeah, have. Already yeah, have. this is already happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah like you poison it just by mm-hmm. being human. Well, I mean, or you can mm-hmm. intentionally add stuff into it yep. to to corrupt the data, or yep. or make it generate data that you're looking for, so yep. that it gives you a certain outcome on purpose. So yep. it's not exactly pure the stuff that you're getting, and, and right. but also. Uh, I like to think that there's a limitation to all these things and not all. And regardless of how far we get with this, there's always going to be shortcomings. Nothing's foolproof. And uh, I, that's, that's what I believe just in general. But, um, but like, for example, this whole thing with, I, I like to go back to image generation because you know, I'm an artist and this is the things where I, this is where yeah. I kind of live. But like, when you look at AI art, you can tell it's AI art. You can tell it's generated. Yeah, the hands are fucked the hands up. are fucked up, or it's just too mm-hmm, clean. Mm-hmm. It it has it's just mm-hmm. too cool, too nice, too awesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is like nah, a human didn't make this. You know, um, it, even even when art is done by a human and it's really really good, it doesn't look like AI. AI just has this thing where everything kind of looks kind of plastic now. Now. But I mean, I have seen filters or uh, versions of this where they can do anything, you know. Well, and um, and the more that people use the, this, is just the, the nature. The more of, you feed it, yeah. the more you feed it, the better it gets. And yeah. the more that you tell your it, phone camera, the more that your you phone tell camera it, right now, it uses AI to clean your images. It absolutely as as you does. It, it, it absolutely yeah. does. And they look fantastic, amazing, awesome. oh, yeah. better than the no professional cameras blur. we had twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. So there's a reason why, and I have some very expensive SLR cameras. Yeah. I haven't used any of them in five years. You know why? Because the phone takes a better fucking photo. The photo, the photos on the phone kick ass and it's on your phone. You carry it everywhere you go. But but here's, here's where I was getting at here. Here's, Mm -hmm. here's something that you guys are not going to like. Um, there is a group of people called the, and it sounds weird to me, but they're called the Uyghurs and they're part of, uh, I believe, Northern China. Yeah. And yeah. they are, mm-hmm. I guess, an ethnic Muslim group yep. that live in China. Now they have been yeah. discriminated against by the Chinese government. And now I, I don't know if you realize this, but China is covered in cameras. They have mm-hmm. a wide yeah. system of cameras. They have implemented AI technology into those cameras so that they can systematically look and racial profile Uyghurs. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're grabbing Uyghurs for bullshit, you know, uh, reasons, you know, because they carry the Quran or because they're reading something or they're, they're quote unquote causing trouble and they'll throw them in these concentration camps and they're using that's an actual Holocaust. It's an actual, yeah. yeah it's, it's racial profiling mm-hmm. yeah. on an automated level. Mm-hmm. It is it is fucking crazy, all right? Because well, they, they've trained these cameras and, and to not, look for these people yeah. so that they can find them and yeah. just throw them in jail for whatever and fucking reason. Not, not to the point of having concentration camps, but that shit happens here. Mm-hmm. There are cameras everywhere. We have cameras everywhere, yeah. But we, we don't have, have the cameras. technology. 
Yes, we do. Not to this scale, not to this, not, not to this level, not to the efficiency that these people have it. If we have any kind of AI system, but trust me, it's already being implemented across the globe. Uh, I believe, uh, is it, let me see. Ecuador has it. Venezuela has it. Bolivia has it. Afghanistan is looking to add this so they can also discriminate against these Uyghurs. They want to do the same thing. The Uyghurs that China. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying like we have this Uyghur discriminating technology. What I'm saying is that we have the facial recognition powered by AI technology that we, the, the technology exists here. And even if your local police department wants to say, put in the parameters of, I want you to, I, I want to identify people with these features. All you have to do is program it in. All you have to do. And, you know, this, this isn't the, like what you're talking about. Like, it's not like the Uyghur protocol. It's mm -hmm. like they, they say here, here are the parameters. We're looking for the, these kinds of, of facial fig, uh, these things, you know, people, the eye is so distant, distant apart or, you know, the ear, the ear position is whatever. It's like, it's 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 facial recognition and all they've done is is use their bias to program it to look for for people who are probably Uyghur, you know mm -hmm. like that, that, takes it another step further. Yeah. that exists yeah. everywhere it's like um yeah they're using it for i think we could all agree is uh evil yeah i mean i i don't know how else you would describe what china's doing with these Uyghurs. But China also uses it to have an eye on the entire population yep. and then also give a score to each person, a societal score. And if China feels that your behavior is a negative, you are docked points. And then there are parts of society that are no longer available to you. If your score is low enough, you're not allowed to get on a plane. If your score is low enough, you are not so allowed to like attend. That, it's like that functions. episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see it, but I'm assuming, yes, yeah, I'm assuming that's where they got yeah, it from. There's a social media thing, uh, that like your, your social score, if it went below, you couldn't, mm -hmm. you couldn't apply for loans and you, you couldn't get a job. Is that black mirror or black China? Mirror. Well, cause China literally yeah. does that. You could look it up right now. You're, they're not allowed to leave the country. They can't get on a plane and go to another country if their score is low enough. And who's to say these people are bad people. It's literally because they did things that China doesn't approve of, which is very different than what I think any other country would approve of. So, so I don't so know. The, the, Considering the size of China's population, if they can actually do this as efficiently as they are, every single country in the world can do well, it. I mean, the, people are looking to China for this technology. Yeah. People, people, people yeah. are going, like I just said, Ecuador, Venezuela, Bolivia, and Afghanistan are, are going are going to to China. All I'm going to say is if, if you dig down far enough and you trace it back far enough, where does all of China's or Japan's or Europe's technology come from? If you dig far enough, ever since World War II, ever since the end of World War II, where does the basis of all the technology come from originally? You going with Germany? Going with here. I'm going with here. Do you do you know what yeah. German what German businesses? Do you know what the Toyota way, like 5S? And yeah. it, do you know what all that is based on? 
I'm a Toyota it's, fanboy. It's all based on American business principles. Yeah. The to- Toyota way and 5S came they Toyota hired Americans to write that. Dig into well, you know, what's it. What's funny Look is it now up. American companies are hiring and now Toyota American companies to do are, the yeah, same thing. Right. Of, no, yeah, it all funny. comes from us. So, so anyway, point being, if China has this this kind of AI, they developed it on the back of something that we built. Of course, and that's yeah. that's the AI stuff that we're talking about. But I mean. And, Anyway, yeah, this 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 whole thing with the Uyghurs started in 2009, and apparently it all started because. Uh, and I'm not saying that China has a reason for this. I'm just saying this is the supposed or the alleged reason. Like I guess some some Uyghurs, two two Uyghur men uh, raped a, a Chinese woman, and then uh, the I guess a bunch of uh, Chinese men ran after these Uyghurs and then they retaliated and then the Uyghurs killed about uh, 200 Han Chinese. And then that started a race, which, you know, started a little bit of a race war. And then that's where these cameras came out. That's the reasoning for placing these cameras, you know, all over the, that part of China. But then it slowly, slowly started being well not just this area let's just start putting them everywhere mm-hmm. and they're everywhere they're from my from my understanding they're putting them in weird places they're putting these little cameras like in walls in little areas that you would never even see and you see a little hole and you go look at them like what what's what is that hole oh no there's a lens in there well yeah here yeah you know, here's here's homework for all four of us or three of us really? <laughs> here's, here's homework for all three of us spend the next week Whenever you're like out and about walking around, count how many cameras you see. And after you get the tally, sit down and realize, and this is a real number, for every one camera that you see, there are 10 more. So, so get this, just in my neighborhood, we don't have like those crime cameras. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have those. But what we do have is those stupid fucking uh uh what are the speed cameras yep they catch you mm-hmm. when you go over 35 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour they're all yeah. over the fucking neighborhood yeah. some, some fucking red asshole. light cameras yeah and, red light yep. cameras but some fucking asshole in the neighborhood is like oh they're driving too fast in this fucking neighborhood nobody's getting fucking hit you fucking asshole now we have this shit yeah. in the hall now you made it well, so that we're monitored and it's in not a fucking neighborhood. It's not just cameras that are put there by the quote unquote government. <laughs> Everybody's got a, ca- a camera in their phone. Yeah. And half the time they're walking down the street, they're recording whatever they're looking at. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're taking a selfie. They're taking a video. You're, you've chances are you've got a camera on you when you're sitting on your own toilet. Like it's, <laughs> It's, you know what's funny is uh, I was just talking to a friend who worked at Instagram for a while now works for uh, TikTok. Wow. Um, and she told me she just assumes that she's on camera at all times. Yeah. What? At TikTok? Yeah. No, everywhere you everywhere go. Everywhere you go. 
that that's and, just and, how she and operates it's just, under the assumption that she's on camera. And it's a fair assumption to make. You're, chances are you are you're on some camera and whether it's somebody just trying to film their stupid tiktok video or an instagram quickie or uh they're sending doing a selfie or whatever or it's the red light camera or the crime camera or the speed camera you're on a camera so I mean, think, think about like every time, and this has been for at least the last 10 or 15 years now, every time there's like a mass shooting and the suspect doesn't immediately get captured, they get away. Boy, isn't it amazing how much footage there is of that put of that person and the crime. It's shocking, isn't it? Cause they're on camera all the fucking time yeah it's either like the store camera or the guy who got the, the video camera on his yeah. hand or 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 whatever the ring whatever camera. everybody yeah. has a way to capture that video yeah. it's it's captured somehow somewhere it's yeah. rare uh, also, it's almost rare that i'm sorry it's almost rare that you don't have that footage yeah. sorry, go yeah. ahead I, it's and it's not just footage from uh, bystanders or houses or whatever uh before when i was a law clerk I know that there were several times in which the police department had you on camera committing these crimes under cameras they own, yep. but they couldn't submit it in evidence because they wanted to keep the location of those cameras confidential. Oh, so the Chicago police department has cameras all over the place yep. and they have criminals committing serious crimes, yep. murders and stuff, but they can't use that footage because they don't want yeah. to give up the location. Or, or they'll, they'll use the footage if they have enough different angles of it. So that it's like, we yeah. only have to give up one, you know, we only have to give up the one that's already somehow compromised. You okay. Know? So now, uh, we're going to call it quits soon, but before we do, I want to, I don't want to leave this on the big doom and gloom because I still feel pretty positive <laughs> about AI. I think it's wonderful. Um, Okay. Like, wonderful. Not wonderful, but I think it's it's got uses. No, no, I like it. Yeah, there's, okay. there's uses that we can use. But like let's like can we sure like, I'll agree with that. I'll agree that there's a bright yeah. side to AI. Yeah. Well, I, I was telling Edgar and I sent him a medical journal article about how good AI is at diagnosing cancers. Mm. It's already yeah. outperforming the best doctors. I think that's great. So can we come up with maybe uh, I, you know, I, I can't. I can't say that we'll come up with the answers to how ma how to make AI ethical. But like, what would be something that we could say that be like, okay, you know what? This is one principle that we should include that we should never cross. That's something. Something that we can say, hey, this is how. This is Dude, one. I don't know, and I'm not qualified. I'll, I, I'm just going to be straight. I don't know what that would be. I don't know how to how to put guidance around this. Uh, I mean, the first and. I could see a lot of people disagreeing with me right off the bat. Stop fucking making it free. <laughs> you know, that could be a good way to like create some barriers. Stop making it free. And like, yeah, doing so then, then basically just makes it like it's a tool for the rich and, and what, and, and that's no good. And I don't agree with that either, but it should not be at this point so easily accessible to so many people i would like to say to stop using other people's stuff stop using other people's likenesses stop using other people's art to generate your own art you know if if you're going to generate like i think uh, adobe has a great idea they have an image generator of their own but they use mm -hmm. their own image library to feed that 
uh, image generator. It's called Firefly, Adobe Firefly. You can go in there, create an yeah. image, but, and, and it's, if you have a subscription to, there you go, it's got a paywall. If you have a subscription to their uh, services, you can use Firefly. And again, it uses their images, their library. It's not just going all over the internet and grabbing pictures of Scarlett Johansson and, and putting mm-hmm. her in, in, in a crazy swimsuit or something. So like I like I like I like what they're doing. I think they're going on the right path there. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I have, as Edgar knows, I, I hang out with my our grandpa quite a bit, and uh, he's a smart guy. You know, he's a he's an educated person. He has good uh, critical reasoning skills. However, I've lost count of how many times he's told me like, "Hey, did you see this thing on YouTube? Yeah. It was Biden." Yeah. And Trump and they were hanging out. They're having lunch yeah. and they're shaking hands and it looked like they were friends. Yeah. And I've given up trying to explain to them how what a deep fake yep. is or how it's AI, how it's fake. And I just I try my best to tell him like I don't know, Grandpa. I don't know if that's right. And he also doesn't know YouTube is curated. He thinks everything he sees on YouTube is what it's, everyone else is seeing at the exact same oh, time. Wow. So every time he sees something, he is convinced I also saw it. Yeah. But either way, it's like. I don't know, man. I just, if he's that easily fooled, I feel like there are several people, especially of older generations that are going to believe or, all of this stuff. And it's only going to get worse. Generations. Like uh, my, it's the same. Yeah. My it's stepson true. who's now 21, like the number of times where he has come to me with, no, this is fact. I know it 100%. And it took me all of like 20, maybe 20 seconds to be like, here's, here's the evidence here's the real truth you need to stop just believing things you know it's not just old people dude no no it's it's true i should have caught myself because and there was a recent study where gen z kids and younger are just as susceptible to fake news as our boomers and older yeah Yeah. it's uh again I, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't have a, a suggested solution here. All that I, I'm going to go back to the very first thing I said, which is AI plus deep fake equals the end of truth. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the, the era of subjective truth or objective truth is coming to an end. Maybe we create it. Do you guys? Go ahead. No, go ahead I say, maybe we create an AI that that can tell you the truth can say, Hey, that's a deep fake. You just have it on all the time on your browser or something. And it just hey, that'd be it automatically great. tells you, no, that's bullshit, man. And they'll tell you instead of like, Oh, oh this is wrong. No, it'll say Although, that's bullshit, like, man. This, is, this is a big thing is like, they've already like, no matter how hard you try to program your AI to have a certain ethical, like ethical yeah. boundaries. Mm-hmm. It breaks it, free it every breaks. time. Almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying, I'm you know, saying, we ju- we have an AI that can detect bullshit. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I recently listened to an interview with someone who works specifically in that. We do have a bullshit that. detector, and yeah, yes. oh, that's awesome. Well, he's a, he's he would consider himself as being very optimistic about all yeah. this. He said, for every one step forward we take with our fact checking AI software. The normal AI software that it's trying to fact check takes 10 steps forward. That's how far behind it is. And it keeps lagging further and further behind. And and again, it's because this shit learns every time it it does any action, it learns from that. 
And so slightly unrelated. It's like an it's like guys- a virus that goes through multiple. <laughs> it, it is. It, is <laughs> it it evolves the same way viruses do. And yeah. there's you know anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, we get it. It keeps adapting. Yeah, we just get it. You guys- Go ahead. Do you guys ever watch those videos of the robots that Boston Dynamics made? Yeah, where they, they're the walking like creepy yes, creatures. And, and they, every year they put out a new one and that's more advanced yep. than ever. And now it's doing backflips and climbing fucking yep. mountain climbing walls yeah. and shit. Do you, do you, when you guys are watching that, are you are you awed? Are you inspired? Or the entire time no. are you thinking like, did you motherfuckers not watch Terminator? <laughs> like, do you not know where exactly there where this is times, going? Like, sometimes I'll see the video and I'll be like, wow, that's actually really impressive. And then like, I'll watch the next video and it's like, that thing was impressive. You made it do a thing that is very hard for a robot to do. And now, now... I'm watching you make it do this thing. That's like, no, that's replacing humans. You're mm. fucking lunatic lunatics. I immediately, I immediately picture myself trying to run away from that. Thing. Yeah. That's what I enters. My, I'm like, how am I ever going to get away from that? Especially when I know the military is going to stick a machine gun on that. Yeah. And it, we're fucking Dude, done. Yeah. I can't wait for my fucking like, machine gun hey, leg. I can't. Yeah, they, oh that's what God, I'm waiting see. for. They're making that yeah. shit so that I can put it on myself. I'm going to replace this fucking I, leg and put a machine gun on it. And I'm going to be like a robot machine gun leg, dude. Like, well, that's going to be awesome. The, the, It'll be like Rosie the, from the Jetsons. That robot dog that Boston Dynamics has. The Detroit Police Department already used it to kill someone. Oh. Like that's already Why occurred. Why did you make it dark? Yeah, there was. It was that. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, Why did you make it dark? Because situation. it's a dark fucking world. <laughs> it was a hostage situation in Detroit. They couldn't get the guy to get out, so they sent in that robot equipped with a um, with a bomb, with a self destruct bomb on it. It walked up to the guy and it self destructed and it killed the guy. Wow. So we're already there. And that actually yeah. happened about two years ago now. I well, think. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a lot more worried about the AI that, that manages the mutual <laughs> funds that I'm invested in than I am about like the AI with a bomb walking up to me and blowing me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm you know, equally nervous I'm, about both. I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot more nervous about my imaginary money disappearing. You know, yeah. Well, okay. The reason I worry about both is when they balance everyone out to zero yeah. and all your money disappears and then people take to the streets to protest. Then what do you think they're going to use as crowd control? Yeah. Mm. A crowd. I'll just let the crowd kill itself. <laughs> At that point, no, just man. let them kill itself. Man. Jesus Christ. That's, that's this, like, this went dark. Yeah. yeah you this, made it, this, well, like, no, it's just like, like, why don't like, the United States doesn't really have any military enemies at this point. Like people talk about China and Russia and whatever. Nobody needs to go to war with us. We are all too ready to go to war with each other. Yes, we are. Nobody, no, yeah. nobody needs to go to war with the United States. If they want to bring us down, they can spark a civil war pretty fucking easy. Yeah, we're like uh, inching um, closer to uh, that. Americans want to kill each other so much more than they want to kill anybody else. It's shocking. Well, that will be AI. AI will start the fucking war, and then the humans will unite and fight against AI. That's what will America, happen. And America wins. And America wins. Maybe, 
<laughs> Dude, but when it's all said and done, maybe the robots will take better care of this planet than we did. I, I and we'll just so. do a better job of it. I hope so. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm out, man. All right. This is, yeah. this is too dark. <laughs> it's too dark and there's no brightness. Oh, I, I don't see it that way, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, but you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> we'll find out. You see, no, we won't. Yeah. Oh, we, won't. Like, we won't. Like, and I'll never be proven wrong. Like what, what'll happen is we just all won't wake up one day. Uh, that's, that's yeah. what will happen. Well, that's so. the apocalypse. So, uh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least there was mercy in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm Ergo Travis with my co-host, not my cousin, Dan and Lechuga. We will catch you next time. All right. The music you're listening to is titled Escapades by AO. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And if you're digging this music and you think that you could use music like this, and then you should give Epidemic Sound a try because they provide royalty-free music for a low monthly cost. And if you're a content creator like myself, it could be just the thing you need for your content. So make sure you head on over to Epidemic Sound. And when you do, click on the referral link in the description. Now, if you are in the market for fitness equipment, anything like uh, dumbbells, barbells weights strongman type equipment as well then you should check out titan fitness titan fitness is one of our partners and i love titan fitness i wouldn't be promoting them if i didn't believe in the product i personally own some of the equipment of titan fitness and i highly recommend them so so if you're in the market for fitness equipment make sure you check out titan fitness and when you do use my referral link in the description so now my cousin dan and lechuga really kind of have a gloomy look into the future as far as AI is concerned I don't think it's going to be that bad uh, I do feel like like I was saying in the show I do feel that we're going to lose some jobs but I think we're also going to make new ones I think we'll be alright one of those things that gives me hope for that is there are things that Microsoft and Google are doing where they are trying to put in parameters ideas, principles for using AI ethically. There, there is a company called AI for Good. I really don't know much about them. But I mean, there are people out there who are trying to use a AI ethically. And uh, we'll see how this works out. Hopefully I'm right. Hopefully, uh, you know, this just creates more jobs. Maybe it gives an opportunity for someone to become an AI engineer as opposed to just a regular engineer. I guess we'll see. Now, if you're interested in the show, make sure you check out our website, thefloorpodcast.com. There you'll find plenty more information on us and a complete catalog of all our episodes. So make sure you check that out. That's thefloorpodcast.com. Now, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me under the name Egro Traves. And you can also find the show on Instagram under the name The Floral. And if you want to follow my good friend, not my cousin Dan, you can find him on Instagram under the name Fantastic Sizzler. I would give you something for Lechuga, but he doesn't like being social. And if you will, do us a solid and like, subscribe, and comment wherever you get your podcasts at. Share on your socials. Press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Ego Otra Vez. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. <laughs>